whatever goes in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. You know, when we started doing this, mm. we basically thought that we were going to run out of shit to talk about in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, you thought we were going to run out of shit to talk about in yeah. two weeks. I've met us. We could talk about anything. <laughs> yeah, well, I have little faith in anything anymore. <laughs> oh my God! Is that because after the news that broke this week about your favourite heartthrob? Oh, we'll get to him in a second. You're, you're traumatized. I am a bit traumatized by that because it's it's big, weird, and hard to process news. It's the kind of stuff that I've got to describe to my son. Oh, well, this this isn't. It's like it's like describing it to my son. Like I had to, oh. I had to explain to my son this week that I had to go and get a COVID test mm-hmm. because I have a chest infection. Mm-hmm. I don't have COVID. I've just got my results back. I don't have COVID. <laughs> But I did have to go and get a nose swab and a throat swab. Mm. Turns out, not a great idea if your car has the brand name of your freelance photography business <laughs> all over it. Because now I'm fucking plague photo man. <laughs> Excellent. Well, no, I mean it's one of those things. Like a lot of the drive-through centers, like people have been, you know, people have been sitting there for like eight hours yeah. um, in some instances. So that's good. It's like it's like you know where people park their billboard car out the front of a stadium. It's free advertising because everybody's looking at it. So yeah. you know you never know. So people might be like, oh, you know what? We do need a wedding photographer. Yeah, we hate some of our in-laws and we'd like them to die. <laughs> we should send this. I have guy photographed around. weddings and I'd be happy to help them sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, that's maybe you should just be like, I need you to go around now, okay? <laughs> to like my uncles. No, 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 no. It doesn't matter that you're out of curfew, it'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. And now I want the basic photography package, but can you also lick his toothbrush and all his kitchen utensils? <laughs> I'll give you fifty bucks if you put your toothbrush his toothbrush in your butt. See see, OnlyFans is the way to go. Yeah. It oh really God. is. Sex work is real work. I've been wasting my time for years. <laughs> what do I and we do? know what your going rate is. 50 bucks. That's all it takes. Did I ever tell you about the time that I got propositioned on the street? <gasps> no. Okay. So back in back in my terrible, evil past, I used to work for News Limited, uh-huh. the, the, the messenger community newspapers. Mm-hmm. And we were doing a typical beat, beat up on street workers. So people uh-huh. who... You know, they weren't working in a brothel setting. They were literally mostly heroin and ice addicts who were just working out of a very well-known inner suburban strip. Ah, feel-good story. Real feel-good story. And yeah. of course, you know, uh, rather than trying to understand that this is maybe a you know a social and a healthcare problem that mm-hmm. should be you know dealt with through proper resourcing, the mm-hmm. editors said, "Go out and find some whores who'll talk to you." <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> lovely people. There's a, there's a really really healthy work culture at News Limited. Um, so they sent me out and I stood mm. on the side of the road while my friend went and interviewed someone in a, in a park. Uh-huh. And I just stood there. Just Wait, when my- you say interviewed. No, no. It was, it, was an old, it was an old lady who was like talking about how she was finding condoms in her front yard and all this kind of stuff. There was, there was nothing nefarious about that. I stood on the side of the road uh-huh. for 20 minutes. Uh-huh. And in that space, four different cars turned up, rolled their windows down. People winked at me, beckoned me towards their car. Wow. And at first I was a little bit taken aback, like, oh my God, they think I'm a hooker. How awful. You know, but then of course, wisdom and time, you know, sex work <laughs> is real work. You know? <laughs> oh my you know what that is? That is I think that is the hooker equivalent mm. of 
when you're in your 20s or your 30s and somebody asking to see your ID at the <laughs> bottle low. Yeah. It was, it was actually, yeah, I felt pretty good in the end. And then I got back to work and we looked at our notes and realised yeah. that had I taken those four different jobs, yeah. I would have made more money in that one afternoon than I did in a fortnight. Peddling lies for uh, for old Uncle Rupert. Why would you? Why why did you just not quit on the spot? I should have. I should have. Oh my god! If just think of the possibilities. I could buy mouthwash. I'm fine. Exactly. But just goes to show a lot of. I mean, imagine the guy driving along the road at that time was just like fucking finally. Yeah, woohoo! <laughs> veers very hard towards the. One of them was a government car too. That was the fun part. Oh my god! Well, you know what it is mm. like because. Uh, isn't it like you know people say that um, like uh, there's something like people like to fuck people who look like them. There's something like do you know what I mean? Like you're attracted to people who have similar like facial. Things. A lot of couples are like that. Yeah, so you know these dudes have probably obviously been driving around. It is the same like size yeah. zero crack hoe. Blonde, skinny little things, yeah. and suddenly there's six one Seth Rogen <laughs> on the side of the road. <laughs> Just like thank you, Jesus. Oh, it's all coming up Millhouse today. <laughs> oh my lord! Wow, you broke yeah. a lot of hearts that day. I did. And everyone, um, everyone's got their kinks. Oh, you know that's you know. What's well, so I keep saying to you? Like, oh my god, put on a bikini, do some like advertising for the podcast. Yeah, but we want people to listen. Oh, they'll listen. Yeah. I'll put them on the I'll put you on the bear site. <laughs> so I'm still getting over the tail end of this chest infection that I've had for two weeks, but um we'll get there. Well, you know, if you shouldn't have been putting so many dirty things down your throat, uh, I guess that is one of the drawbacks. You it know, is. high income. Uh. <laughs> it's tough times in this COVID economy. <laughs> oh my god. I'm a little bit a little bit impressed though that they got it all the way stuffed down into your lungs. Yeah. Hello. Well, you know. That's a keeper. <laughs> uh, that is, yeah. That's someone who knows their trade. <laughs> but you'd think the big story of this week mm. would be either Trump getting his second impeachment mm-hmm. or the fact that his business empire is totally collapsing or that he sold out his entire MAGA base mm. on the turn of a fucking dime. You kind of say where it's coming. You like, could say it coming, yeah. 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 But there's something bigger than that? Well, there's something, there's something weirder than that. <gasps> what? Uh, what could be weirder than that? Well, it's it's megastar Arnie Hammer's DMs, his sexy DMs being released onto the internet. Okay, Arnie uh, Hammer, exceptionally good-looking gentleman. Um, yeah, you know how I describe him? Uh-huh. He looks like Ryan Gosling if Ryan Gosling as a teenager had decided to take, like, hormone blockers <laughs> and then, like, really leaned into puberty after that and just became, like, Superman, basically. Wow, you've thought about this a lot more than I've I have. Had, I've had a lot of time to think about this because I've, <laughs> I've just been trying to get to the bottom of what the fuck is going on with this guy. Oh, my Lord. I've got to admit, I, I arrived at your house. You started telling me, I think about, was it like about the third of what we're going to get into and I had to open a bottle of wine. It's it's pretty spectacular <sighs> because it's all it's always a little bit sad when – a major celebrity's sexy DMs get released to the public. Mostly because you'd think that these people being megastars mm. who have an, a literal army of followers, uh, and, and I'm guessing sex is pretty easy to come by when you're a Hollywood movie star, 
Just, I, I reckon if you can't get laid as a Hollywood superstar, yeah, just retire. Pretty much. Yeah. What's just, the point? Just chop it off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what are you gonna, what are you gonna be doing that? Like, literally, like. I just like if Channon Tating was here now, he wouldn't. He wouldn't even have to say anything. Like he just, he wouldn't even have to remove his pants. I would just remove all of my clothing, remove all of his clothing, and just put myself on him. Yeah, like he wouldn't even need to do anything. He wouldn't even have to be like, "Good day to you, mom." Just on it. It'd be like he'd wandered onto LV four two. <laughs> Is it four two eight? LV four two six. Four two six. Oh my god! Such a face hugger, like straight <laughs> on him. Oh my god! Can we peel her off? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When I eventually did fall off and die, it'd be one of those like really be like, oh, slimy one. <laughs> <laughs> but the disturbing thing about so many celebrity mm. sexy DMs is how little game some of them have. Mm. I don't remember if you remember the James Franco release mm. where James Franco was trying to pick up uh, someone who was perhaps a little bit young uh, outside of. So he met them outside a studio in New York. So there's like a studio what, tour. What do you mean a little bit young? Like, I think she was like 17 or something like that. Oh. Just no. I'm trying not to get into defamatory territory. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly allegedly a little bit young. Um, And the DMs were released and it was just like, oh my God, this guy's worse at talking to women than me. (laughs) Really? Like really? Because you're pretty bad. I'm horrendous. Yeah. I've heard like some of your stuff and I still can't believe you've got a girlfriend. Neither can I. I'm like. "Mm." I think she's got a (laughs) tumour. When she finally wakes up. She's got something pressing on a part of her brain. <laughs> yeah. She's going to wake up and just it's going to be full Lorenzo's oil. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but here's what's terrible. So so James Franco's were terrible. They were inept. Mm. They lacked any form Clumsy. of romance. Yeah, oh. like bad lighting, naked, like semi-naked mm. selfies, all that kind of stuff. Do you think it's because like their greatest work is because somebody else has written it for them? They don't have a personality of well, their own. Well, to Franco, Franco is a screenwriter and an actor and a producer, an incredibly talented filmmaker. But well. turns out, when it turns out when it comes to picking up people outside studios, yeah. really low effort. Oh, just basically takes a picture. It's me, and then like sort of want to come and sit on my dick, basically. Oh yeah, you know what? He's not he's not good looking enough to pull that off. You don't reckon? No. Wow. No. No. Like. So James Channing. James Franco to me is kind of like the wish version of um, <laughs> of um, oh, what's his fucking name? Who? Give me a movie from uh, from the Mandalorian. Ah, oh, fucking don't make me stab you in the face. He is the future father of all of our children, Pablo. 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 Pub. Pub. His name's not Pablo. It's oh my god, no! It's Pe- Pe- Pedro Pascal. There we go. He's the wish version of Pedro Pascal. Oh, no, he's not. The Wish version? What have you got from Wish that was good? Well, no, nothing. But I'm saying James Franco is below Wish. I don't know what's below Wish. Like Alibaba. (laughs) Not even that. Like just something by the road. Brickworks. Floated down the gutter. The old hippie hippie (laughs) markets they used to have on Rundle Street. Where you'd buy a light globe that had been painted blue and it was $20. I got to admit, the only way that I would touch like James Franco would be... With a baseball bat <laughs> as I was like hitting him, like chasing him out of my yard. Like, get the fuck out of here, Franco! <laughs> like, yeah. No. So he, he set the bar low for celebrity DMs. I'm not surprised. Until Arnie Hammer comes along, Army Hammer, with. What? 
So Army Hammer, the guy who for years has, has, you know, he's been on the verge of international superstardom and there just wasn't, there was some intangible reason as to why mm. he just wasn't breaking through because he's six foot four, classically handsome, mm. great actor, yeah, great voice actor, good yeah. in action, good in romance, all mm-hmm. those kinds of things. Yeah. Turns out yeah. the single fucking creepiest human on the face of the earth. What? Well, if, if it's true, if what they've released is true. What should... Okay, tell us what they've released. Okay, so first of all, I need to I need to address the kind of a caveat in this because I might have a knowledge gap. Okay. So he he apparently is quite open about the fact that he's into um, sex involving domination mm-hmm. and submission, mm-hmm. and he's so he's quite open about BDSM and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So when that stuff takes place, and I and I will admit I am like so vanilla that I'm like I'm like the control vanilla. <laughs> they need to judge all other vanillas <laughs> yeah. against. Like if they need like it's a not base, white enough. <laughs> if they need a baseline vanilla, uh-huh, that's yes. me. Okay. All yes. right. So I'm not judging anybody else's mm-hmm. consensual mm-hmm. kink. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So okay, the guy's into a bit of bit of kinky stuff. He's into a bit of you know bondage and that kind mm-hmm. of gear. Turns out he's really off the deep end. And if you now search his name, that many articles will come up that actually say is Army Hamer a cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the other thing that we must stress, like there is, there is nothing wrong with being into like no. you know BDSM. There's nothing wrong with that. If that's how you flow, that's how you flow. But yeah, when you flow, there are some very important rules. Okay, yes. and those rules are things. And I think one of the core things is before you throw it down, mm. you have to make sure that the other person is receptive. Yeah. to that. F- Flow. Yeah. Okay. You can't. I actually. I mean, generally, it's actually. It's sort of. It's a very good side of the community because people are very upfront with. Look, this is what I am. I am a dominant. We are a submissive, and people agree. Yeah. To things. Yeah. So if somebody, until you've established that that person is to it, you don't generally throw that shit down. Like it's not something you surprise someone with. Like, yeah. hi, I got pizza. You know. Yeah. Bam, Kim suit. Like, yeah, I think my my girlfriend's biggest surprise was finding out how much I'm into Abbott and James Last, and that's pretty much about it. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it's just, it's just, uh, I think you know, it just, it's just general courtesy. Yeah, you know, you have to, you have to set the boundaries before you uh, throw that stuff down because if the other person is not down to it, um, it's. A crime? Yeah, it comes across a bit Patrick Bateman-y. <laughs> oh, my Lord. You showed me some of the texts. This would... Yeah, this is straight out of American Psycho for those who haven't. But, oh, my God, this is how desperate men are for the vagina and mm. they don't care. They'll literally do anything if they're, if they're like, oh, my God, I can, you know, get my D into some action. I was once standing at a bus stop. Yeah. Okay. Reading um, American Psycho. Right. The book. Just very openly. Yeah. With a – and I, it's, I'm waiting for public transport, so I've got my get the fuck away from me or I will stab you. I face. know that face. Yep. Yes. Um, so I've got that and I'm just standing there reading American Psycho and this guy like comes up and is all like, hey, yeah, you, you don't often see a beautiful woman with a book. Yeah, oh. straight away. So straight away, wow, excellent. So it's good to know that you're like a sexist, misogynistic piece of shit straight yeah. away. Um, and then also you probably don't want to do that to someone who's literally talking about, you're reading about someone who will, you know, 
kill you and leave you in the sidewalk. Yeah. Like, and I'm just, and there was just, apart from the, like, was so disgusted by his opening line. I was just like, yeah, dude, like, do you see what the fuck I'm reading? Why the, how the fuck would you hit on yeah. me? Yeah. Uh, I've never understood the confidence of public transport hitting on people. No. I was once sitting at a bus stop. Yeah. Guy drove past, pulled his car in, got mm-hmm. out of his car, came back to the bus stop. Right. I was reading Dean Koontz's Soul Survivor. Right. Of course, legendary horror writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at it. So it very clearly says Dean Koontz, Soul Survivor on the front. He looked at it. He was like, oh, Soul Survivor. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm 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 really into like astrology and stuff too. Thinking right. it was some kind of like self Medica- like. metaphysical. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, and I'm just like, oh, you really should have kept going. To be honest, like, thank you, thank you for introducing yourself and letting me know you're an idiot. But you know what? I looking back now, I give them points. Because they didn't introduce themselves with any of the DMs. Yeah. Allegedly sent. Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly sent from army to... uh, Women around the world. Just off the bat. Just, you know, not, hey, do you know who I am? Want a free movie ticket? He decided to go another way. He did, yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Hang on, let me neck this wine. Okay. Uh, uh, You have your wine, I'll have my asthma inhaler because I'm trying not to die. (laughs) <laughs> Why? <laughs> While you're dating Army Hammer, it's going to be hard. Um, could we just say, like, we should just say full disclosure. Some yeah. of the things that he talks about in this message, we should put a trigger warning in. Yeah, they're pretty full on. Um, there is, he does talk about uh, rape and sexual assault. Yeah. Um, so there is there is a trigger warning. If you need to fast forward the next 10 minutes of this, um, if this is a sensitive issue, we certainly understand. Yeah, no, fair call. And again, no judgment on anyone that's got a legitimate consensual kink. Mm-hmm. This is, it's absolutely fine. But uh, if if the stories are to be believed, this is very much one-sided. <laughs> well, I think the other thing. Okay, can I just say? And again, because we have a lot of we have a lot of single men listening. Yeah. Okay. Let let you know what, let, let's have a little chat about sexting. Okay, I am going to say when I get there, like my mm-hmm. sexting game. Yeah. Is fucking off. The chart. Yeah. I I mean, I'm a I'm a writer at heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm a writer at heart. Yeah. Um I can make taking off my panties last a good hour. Wow. I am very descriptive. I am I, I'm very descriptive. There's a because there's a lot of things to cover, you know. Yeah. Silken of panties, you know, yeah. slowly. You know, so I think I'm very good. The tease is a huge part of it. Oh, it, it, it's all about the majesty. Yeah. And you've got to build it up. But the other core important thing is when yeah. you're texting, it's good. You've got to, it's like comedy. If nobody laughs, you're like, oh, okay, this Ugh. is not working. Yeah. When you're sexting, there should be reciprocal messaging back. Absolutely. Even if it's just a, ooh. Yeah. Or a, yeah. You know, I mean, I understand it's hard to like, you know, type with one hand, but. <laughs> Even if it's just an eggplant emoji. Do you know what I mean? There, there's like a reciprocal, yeah. you know, uh, given to. From these have DM- you ever, Just quickly though, have you ever sexted an idiot? <laughs> My God. You, that- know, you know I, I've sexed like single men. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, what, they sent you a picture of their dick? 
I remember, just as a quick aside, I remember doing this one time where I spent a good 45 minutes. Yeah. And it was it was completely consensual. We yeah. Were, you know, it was you know, between two people who knew what they were doing. Uh-huh. Went on this huge flowing journey from me that was all all about exactly what you were talking about, the tease. Yeah. And then I was just like, mm, she's not really responding. Maybe she's not into it. And I was, I was just like, oh, I'm sorry, are you, are you into this? She's like, oh, yeah, no, totally, keep going. I was like, well, what are you going to do? And she yeah. just writes back, um, I sucked your dick. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my God. Were you being catfished by a dude? That's what that sounds like to me. You were being catfished by a dude. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but there was like a 50-year-old man at home yeah. just like, oh, yeah. Oh, Jerry, I know you're out there. <laughs> it's one of the dudes that drove faster. Yeah. He's like, I'll get him one day. What What are the good rules for sexting? No dick pics? The... um. Yes, the, the, the important thing is don't just randomly just send your dick. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's good, do you know what I mean, where you're sort of like, ooh, you can text this out of the person. Make the other person ask for it. Yeah. Um, see, now that's a Tony Robbins behavioural course I would pay to see. <laughs> Make them want the dick pic. Damn straight. Oh, my yeah. God, no, I'm telling you, if, if, you, uh, if, if you're a good sexter, yep. that's what you should be getting. They should be begging for yeah. it and you know what core thing when you're like you know what oh my god this is it she wants it i'm gonna send a picture of my dick mm. don't ah, there you go. S- send the send the you know something a bit a bit sexy yeah even if don't dick pic before you dick pic yeah so yeah, to the dick pic. i've always taken the attitude that i'm more like an expensive art gallery mm-hmm. private showings only by appointment <laughs> and it's smaller than you thought it would have been I've, this is legit. I've only ever taken one dick pic. Yeah. And it was literally so I could see how bad my chicken pox was. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I, might, I should keep that photo just in case someone does try to catfish me and just send him a fucking gnarly fucking plague That's dick. That's some kinky porn. That man. is. I think Army might be into it. Oh, my God. Do you want to know what is one of the worst dick pics I've ever been sent? Oh, please. Oh, my God. Okay. I've, I've been sent, like, a lot of dick pics over the years. And I've said to you, like, um, <laughs> this, it, that, that's what shits me off. If you send me an unsolicited dick pic, yeah. that's it. I'm not touching your dick Exactly, ever. yeah. And it shits me because sometimes there have been some men who I've been so attractive to oh. and I've been getting ready to just, like, Go to freaking town. Yeah. And as soon as they do that, I'm like, well, no, you're a douchebag. You don't respect me. You don't understand sexuality. You're gross. And just on principle, feminism, you're yeah. cut off. Well, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. This one dude. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we'd met online. Yeah. You know, and we'd been chatting on the app. Um, and he's all like, oh, my God. Like, do you want to, like, you know, take this, you know, off the app so Ooh. we don't have to? And I was very clear. Yeah. I was like, <sighs> Because one of my, I'm like, this is not just so you can send me a picture of your dick, is yeah. it? Because I don't just want a picture of your dick. Yeah. Like, this is done. Yeah. Don't want a picture of your dick. And he was like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, here's my number. You know, blah, blah. Mm. Looking back in hindsight, he didn't actually say, ha, 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 ha. No. Yeah. But so <laughs> we, ex- we exchanged numbers. I was like, uh, I, he sent something. It was like, uh, oh, hey, it's me. Yeah. Next thing. You have a picture. Oh no! And I'm like, oh fucking hell! But it's it's like it's like it's like Pandora's box. It's like Indiana Jones and, and the Crystal Skull. You got to look at it. Yeah. You got to look at it. I open up. It's worse than you know what's worse than an erect throbby penis looking at you. 
A flaccid sad one? A flaccid penis. He had sent me a picture of his flaccid penis and then came through a message going, you want to do something about this? Oh. And do you know what makes it worse? Really, you, know you think it can't get any worse? It got worse. Do you want to know why it got worse? Why? He had the ugliest fucking dick I have ever seen in my really? life. Really? I've seen a lot of dicks, right? Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of dicks. Because okay? you used to be a urologist. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're a good Bible loving American girl. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. checking for lumps. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Like, it was so fucking. It was like. Bumpy, and I swear there was fucking hair. I don't just mean around it, like fucking on the shaft. Oh. Like, oh my God, like fucking eight men. And there it was, just lumpy. <laughs> and it was kind of weird. It had like one little eye, and it was oh. just going to be like, yeah. It's from the upside down. In my mind, I looked at it, and I could just hear a voice just going, inconceivable. So fucking ugly. Oh. If I saw it in real life, it was like a bad fucking 70s TV show. If somebody, if that showed up in real life, I would fucking hit it with my shoe. I would just fucking like, kill it! Kill it! It's out of this world! So fucking unattractive. So fucking unattractive. Just put it on the mantelpiece to keep the kids away from the fire. Yeah. Oh my God. And I was just like, this is ridiculous. And then he sends you another message. Again, don't get the hint oh. that I'm not like, oh. sends you a message going, yeah, I uh, I want to see a sexy picture too. Okay, A, you haven't sent me a sexy, sexy picture. No. But he just sent me this and I thought, ha ha, I'll amuse myself. The Avengers was on TV. Yeah. So I sent him a picture of Captain America. Yeah. He got that and he's like, well, that's not what I meant. I meant of your skin. Oh. Fucking, yeah, calm down, Army Hammer. Oh. So <laughs> I, don't know, I want a sexy picture of your skin. So I, t- I took my sock off yeah. and I held it up in front of Captain America <laughs> and sent him a picture of that. <laughs> anyway, and he's just like, oh, no, that's not what I meant. Like getting angry. Wow. And I'm just like, oh, block. Okay, gets better. Two days later, I got on the train to get home. I'm sitting there. Guess who walks into the train? No. Sees me, literally shits himself and then just like turns around and slinks like a dog away. Just like, oh, no. Oh my god! Wow! Yeah, that's fucking funny. It was just—it was just such beautiful timing, such beautiful irony, and I just wanted to be like, "Hey, <laughs> ugly flaccid dick, <laughs> mole dick boy, <laughs> keep that weird little dick away from me." Yeah, Inconceivable. You know, if you've got a dick that looks like it occasionally gets washed up on the Californian coast after an oil spill, mm, mm. just keep it to yourself. Mm. Mm. Yeah. No. It's- I'll give you my chicken pox dick <laughs> so that you can just repel people like this. <laughs> oh my God. No, I just send him a picture of my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh because I have a chest infection. <laughs> so that's if you what hit, we're calling it. If you hear me snickering, <laughs> that's why. Yeah. Oh my but- God. If you hear me snickering, someone sent me another flaccid penis picture. <laughs> Why send a flaccid penis? That's the other one. Don't send a flaccid penis. Like the penis at the best of times is not attractive. It is more attractive at attention than not at attention. Yeah. Not at attention. It's just sad. Because I imagine a lot of work goes into a good dick pic. Mm. you got to get the angle right, the lighting right. Mm. The force of your grip has to be just enough to increase the size without mm. making it look like a child that's drowned in a pool. Yeah, absolutely. You want absolutely. a nice kind of watermelon colour, I think. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you you can't like squeeze it so hard it's all vain because yeah. then it's just like, oh, he has a heart condition. He's yeah. going to die while we do it. Yeah. Um, the other thing is you do like you can't make it too studio production though. Yeah. Because there's, I remember- Are these your glamour shots? <laughs> I remember I got one and I was just like, oh yeah, no, you put way too much effort into it. But at the same time, appreciating because he had forward and back lighting. Wow. Yeah. So he had Rembrandt lighting on his dick. Yeah. Wow. It did, was, did he have the little shadow on the nose? <laughs> little Fibonacci sequence going he on had there? cut the ear off. Uh, <laughs> but no, it was just, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. So part of me, I'm like, oh, like, I kind of respected the effort. Like, it was actually a very good photo of his dick. Like, it was, it was like, he should light Hollywood movies. Like, yeah. I've seen movies that haven't been as well lit as this. There you go. Um, but yeah, again, I didn't ask for it. So, ba-bow. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with um, with Army Hammer's, Army Hammer's, uh, I, I I call him Hamer for some reason to make his name just a little bit spicier. I don't know why. I don't need to spice this dude up. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my god, this guy. Okay, and the other thing. Okay, so he comes from a lot of money. Okay, he's come from. He's an like, old school German petroleum family. Yeah. Yeah. So they have like squillions of dollars. So I think that it's that kind of you just know, like yeah. allegedly backpackers have disappeared onto their <laughs> grounds. You know, poor people have been shot for hunting trips. Yeah. You know, if you if you're gonna be break that somebody had, you know, was hunting hunting man. Yeah. Turkey shoot. <laughs> wouldn't be surprised it's this kind of money yeah, that he is. comes from so yeah and again um content warning we are going to be dealing with some pretty ugly stuff here including rape and sexual assault and cannibalism um i don't mind the cannibalism to be honest yeah the cannibalism is the least offensive bit of his texting <laughs> some of the grammatical errors are pretty bad i'll give you that oh god yeah I know. but these i mean with with trump gone mm. your uh, your late night tv shows are in a real pickle because content-wise, you know, they've just been dining out on Trump for four years. But now they've got to go back to their old ways. And this is the kind of fodder they're having to deal with yeah. in, in the fucking post-truth world. This kind of stuff coming out. <laughs> I know. They were, like, they were ready to, like, shut down The Tonight Show until yeah. this happened. Because, yeah, there's, there's no way that Jimmy Kimmel's dealing with this shit or Fallon's going to have this on there and, you know, have the, the Roots play some weird little thing while someone reads mean tweets. Like, it's, it's kind of fucked up. And... And, like you said, some sentences don't even have a full stop. No. And there are spaces where there should clearly be an exclamation point and there are none. I'm guessing he's cut it out and eaten it. Yeah. Grammar warning. Grammar warning. Yeah. <laughs> there is a lot of, there's a lot of things that are going to make you angry yeah. during these. Uh, um, yeah. And also a good taste warning as well because I think we've kind of taken it upon ourselves to you know, envisage how this is going to appear <laughs> on Jimmy Kimmel when he gets some twee version of Josh Groban on to put jazz music onto these things and read them out as if they're, they're funny tweets. <laughs> so we do apologise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But here we are with uh, our version of uh, Jimmy Kimmel's mean tweets. <laughs> one, a two, a one, two, three, four. I'm going to come thinking of breaking your bones. Breaking your bones while raping you. And I'll send you the voice note while I come. Is there more? While reading it, I know my cock is in my hand. And I'm thinking of breaking your ribs. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Jesus. (laughs) And who can forget such solid gold classics as... 
cutting you into pieces and sucking the pieces. Can you send me a picture? I want you to bite yourself again. Think of me eating you. What do you need to walk for? You just lay on a pile on the floor And I'll fuck you, I'll fuck you, I'll fuck you Whenever I walk past <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> I gave myself the funky one <laughs> We're taking this one to the streets <laughs> Those are my bones And if I want to break one to prove it, I will Fingers and toes And if you still need proof Your fucking neck In my bare hands God damn it Now I need to come again I'm going to come I was starting small If you need to tell me I can I will go and break them all George Clinton Parliament Fuckadelic (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god I need more wine this is this is the one for the ages. I mean, this is pure Shakespeare. What do you need to walk for? You just lay on a pile on the floor and I'll fuck you whenever I walk past you. <laughs> Cutting you into pieces and fucking the pieces. Literally. Both as a feminist and a vegan. Yeah. This is the most fucking offensive thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. <laughs> like, it's so many fucking levels. There's so many fucking parts. Like, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like, even I because we talked about, you know, the German cannibal. Like, there was the dude who, you know, it was fa- his fantasy to be eaten. I guarantee there's no one out there who their fantasy is is to be cut up into slices and then fucked whenever someone walks by. Yeah. What is that? I reckon he's lived out his fantasies by buying a tin of dog food and just hollowing out the middle. Oh. So chumpy you can carve it. Oh, my God. God. Of course, this could all be fake, and he might have been some horrible, some horrible catfishing thing. All I want to know is if I die in a horrible like car crash, I do not want Army Hammer to be the first fucking person who shows up. <laughs> Let me just plug that wound. <laughs> oh. Pressure on the wound. <laughs> oh. Like, oh. Jesus, you can't just send that to somebody. Like we said, you have to make sure yeah. that the other person. Um, is and uh, allegedly his wife has come out. They've now split, and she has said that she is shocked but not surprised. Oh, Jesus. Which, you know what that makes me think? How many times has she come home and found him fucking a pile of something on the lounge room floor? <coughs> like, not even, I don't even know what that is. He's claimed in other versions of these texts that he has removed the still beating heart of an animal and eat it and eaten it while it was alive. Yeah, how does that impress a woman? <laughs> like diamonds I, are a girl's, girl's best, best friend. <laughs> like, I complain about dudes who take a picture of themselves holding a fish and put that up on Tinder. <laughs> like, but can, at least no one has ever taken the still fucking beating heart of an animal and fucking held that up on Twitter. Yeah, that's the new low. Yeah, that's the 
you fucking know. He's he's gonna. I mean, his career. If this stuff is all true and he can't get past it, his career is completely over, and he's just basically condemned to those weird cable shows where people go pig hunting with pistols. It's oh my god, but okay. don't fuck the hog army. What are you doing? Head <laughs> plugging the wound. <laughs> oh my god, but oh my god. Okay, looking back at his like movie career, yeah. like I think we can kind of we could we should have seen something was going on. Like if we look back at like the movies that he's been in. Gaslit, <laughs> Death on the Nile, okay, Crisis, uh-huh. Wounds, oh no, on the basis of sex, oh. Final Portrait, Call Me Your Name, Mine, Nocturnal Animals, Sorry to Bother You, <laughs> and your favourite, Cars Three. <laughs> he was such a jerk in that. <laughs> Jack Lightning, what's his name? Jackson Storm, you fucking prick! Oh my god, is there is there any part where like one of the cars like like passed out and he just came along and <laughs> fucked it? Yeah, they find a whole bunch of texts. I'm gonna take you to the wrecking yard, <laughs> slam your doors until the handles come off. I'll choke you with a fan belt. I'm gonna cut your still throbbing engine out of your bonnet. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, fuck the exhaust pipe and rub the oil all over our faces because that's what he's talking about. And again, trigger warning, one of them, he talks about raping someone repeatedly and using the blood to smear all over their faces. It's fucked up. Uh, Yeah. 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 Like, oh, and we were saying that there's like one one woman where he's like he's gonna he's going to like was it like choke her and and she's like oh look like no thank you my neck hurts from last time yeah and he's just kind of like fucking take it yeah like no like. A real gentleman, yeah. okay, a real gentleman would be like, oh, I'm sorry, would you like a chiropractor? Like, if, if that's, okay, that's if you're consensual. If everyone is consensual and that's what you're into, get the woman a chiropractor. Absolutely. <laughs> get but, her some deep heat. Like, get something to rub into that. But this kind of stuff is just so normalised. Like, you look at, you know, any porn streaming service and mm. the first things they show you are stepbrothers and stepsisters and almost always really violent hardcore fucking mm. where, like, women are just being thrashed about like you're trying to shake a frisbee out of a tree. Yeah. That can't be fucking fun. No. Like, it's not, like, yeah, no, that's that's not. That's, no. No. That's not, and it, you know what? It goes to show. Don't be like it, it goes to show. If someone even as good looking as Army Hammer can't get away with that shit, yeah. don't think you living in your fucking mum's basement can fucking get away with this shit. Because if fucking Army Hammer can't get away with it, you can't fucking get away with it. Yeah, I'm. You know, he could have gotten away with something as corny as just messaging a woman and going, "It's Hammer time." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, as if he didn't go with that. I know. Yeah. It would have worked in far less cannibalism. Oh, my God. Not, you know, oh, it's hammer time. I'm going to beat you to death with said hammer and then fuck you. <laughs> fuck the hole. <laughs> fuck the bits that are left. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm going to make a fucking something that belongs on some sort of weird cannibal version of MasterChef. Oh well, yeah, because in, and then in other DMs, he's actually like talking about like, I want to like, he's going to he's gonna fuck her brain and then eat it. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to, he wants to take her brain. He said he wanted to keep a woman's toe. In his pocket. Well, yeah. we've all been there. Yeah, you know. I'd, you know, I'd, I'd keep, like, if Lucy Lawless gave me her toe, I'd carry it around in my pocket. Probably less creepy than putting a tracking app in someone's phone. <laughs> <laughs> they just hand over a toe. Like, maybe they got diabetes. You just, want this? Mm, yeah. You can have that. Yeah. Mm, thanks. I would have kept, I'd keep Lucy Lawless's toe. Yeah. If she gave it to me. Yeah. I, like, I wouldn't take it. That would no. be that would be weird. But, no. like, if Her Majesty Lucy Lawless wants to send us a toe, yeah. that'd be... Oh, my God. And she could still kick Kevin Sorbo's ass. <laughs> Damn straight, mofo. 
Oh my god, I'm so disappointed that like Hercules turned out to be like a fundamental Christian nutbag. Yeah, maga fuckwit. Oh. Him and James, all these, all these real fucking B grade actors. Mm. And James Wood, man, like he's won an Oscar, mm. all that kind of stuff. But he's a. F- did you know, he? What did he win an Oscar for? Oh, uh, that fucking. Um, uh, it's from like the 80s. He's like a journalist in a war zone or some shit. I can't remember. Oh, uh, it's not. The- no, it's not the year of living dangerously, is it? Uh, no, I've got a great story about that that I can tell you, though. I can't say it on air. Uh, what's the movie? Oh! Uh, Salvador. So he got best... So No, he only got nominated. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, my God. Salvador. He got nominated for Salvador. Oh, that's okay. Also, someone, someone said something to me about Michael Caine the other day winning an Oscar, and I'm like, Michael Caine hasn't won an Oscar. And then I'm, later, I'm have. like, oh, fuck, he's won two. Has he? I was yeah, going to say. I know, but... Like they're, they're two of like the films that you can't remember. It's like Hannah and her sisters and the Cider House Rules. Really? Like supporting actors, yeah. And I was kind of like, oh, so his most forgettable films. For the me. man the man who would be king is a masterpiece. And Zulu. Oh my god, I love Zulu so, yeah. so I'm such a hard on for Zulu. Like, uh, it's such a good movie. It is. Such a good movie. And you know what? I can never I can't understand that um Oh, see, I, oh, I, just, I love that movie so much. Like, be a good gentleman, scattering my chaps. <laughs> there was something about films made in that era that was just superior. Oh, but it, I mean, it's not only that, like the actual genuine true story behind Zulu, because of course it is a true story. Yeah. Um, and just the epicness yeah. of that is just fucking hell. Oh my God. Okay. I have, oh, no, it's another day. I'll tell you a story about Zulu another day. No, I reckon we do it now because we've done three quarters of an hour already. Oh my god! <laughs> we haven't even got close to what we came. We might out. have to save this for another. Episode. I think we save it for another episode. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I had an uncle. Yeah. By marriage. Okay. It's very important. I want to. I want to add that this is by marriage. Okay. Good. Because that's that's much more Pornhub friendly. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. not not by blood. Yeah. Not by blood. Um. <laughs> my mum's sister married a guy, so he got conscripted to go to Vietnam. Yeah. And one of the things that they did for their training, so basically they showed up, they're like, hey, get ready, you're going to war. So one of their training things they did, one of the first things that they did is they made them all sit down and watch the film Zulu. Yeah. Uh, This is part of their legit training. Wow. Because basically they made them watch Zulu and then at the end they gave them this whole lecture about, see, this is why you obey your orders and this is why you just do what you're told because when a unit actually works together as a team and keeps on their, you know, their duties no matter what the odds, this is how you win. Yeah. And then they lost the war. But so, (laughs) so yeah, so he had his training that, you know, when they finished watching movies, they flew them over to Vietnam. Yeah. And pretty much one of his first sort of, you know, journeys out into the bush. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> one, one of their, one of their, one of their, they go out. Anyway, their area was being overrun. So they called for helicopter evacuation. Yeah. So helicopters came in. So they had to run through the jungle, run, 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 run to, to get to, you know, the clearing yep. so they could evacuate. Um, obviously, you know, the, the big Black Hawks land, everyone piles into them. Um, they get into the Black Hawks, they take off, they're sort of just above the tree line yeah. and full 100% credit to the helicopter pilot. Somebody fired an RPG yeah. at the helicopter. 
Helicopter, brilliant. Did a legitimate just whoosh to the side. Wow. Just reflex. Like that shit you see in movies you think can't be real. Yeah. Just, you know, reflex. Um, uh, fucking, uh, you know, rocket misses the helicopter. <laughs> My uncle, who was on the other side, was not holding on. Oh, no. Fell out of the helicopter. Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. Went through the trees. Okay. Back into the jungle. Wow. Okay. That helicopter fucking flew off. So another helicopter had to fucking circle back around while he had to run back through the same fucking jungle he'd just run through. Oh, my God. To get back to the clearing. Okay, I swear to God. As he was running to the helicopter for a second time, shot in the ass. Oh, no. I swear to God, full Forrest Gump injury, shot in the fucking ass. Like on his first trip to the jungle. Okay, Wow. So he's like, Okay, they drag him into the helicopter. Okay, they fly him back to the hospital. Okay, and it turns out like the bullet is like right in there. Yeah. it's not just like on the like it has gone right into his ass. Yeah. So basically, they're like, "Oh no, this is like this is really bad." So he got flown back to Australia to recover. Yeah, because it was really bad, and then it like because it was his ass. It took a really long time to heal. Yeah, um, and by the time it healed, the war was over. Oh wow! <laughs> basically, he, he did all of that training. He went over there. He was in the jungle for like an hour. <laughs> fell out of a helicopter and got shot in the ass. <laughs> he combined two movies as well with Black Hawk Down <laughs> and Forrest Gump. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, and a bit of Tropic Thunder. So whenever oh. I see Tropic Thunder and I just see like Jim Black, <laughs> no, yeah, just being like, my ass! <laughs> I always think of my uncle. It's important to know by blood. Yes. <laughs> I want to add that, not actually related. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got to drop my year of living, my year of living dangerously story. Okay, tell me. So a, a couple of years ago, um, I decided to track down and interview a very prominent Australian film identity mm. to see if I could get them to tell me about their life, mm-hmm. with the idea of potentially turning it into a, a screenplay pitch. Mm-hmm. So I was working with some friends who work at the um, film and radio television school. Mm-hmm. Some other, I used to, I used to be ambitious, not anymore. That's why I'm here with you. (laughs) (laughs) Pitch. (laughs) You can totally beat me in a fight. I don't know why I say that. I'm I'm a country girl. Yeah, I know. I'm sending your details to Army Hammer. (laughs) He's ready. (laughs) He is DTF. He's going to turn me into a pile of mints and fuck me. I was going to say, he is DTP down to pile. (laughs) (laughs) It's like dating one of the Hussein boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so she was actually working on the year of living dangerously. Mm Mm-hmm. As a, a consultant, essentially, mm-hmm. and one of the, I haven't seen the film, but as I understand, there's mm-hmm. a scene uh, where they're it's set in the Pacific, and there's a scene where they have to go down and dive or something like that, and there's a Japanese Zero that's been shot down, mm-hmm. and the skeleton of the pilot is still in there, mm-hmm. and something happens, can't remember what. So they've set the they've set the whole setup where mm-hmm. they're shooting this. I think they shot it in Papua New Guinea. Not sure. Some, some, I think they shot it in New Guinea because they couldn't get to the part of Malaysia or wherever it was that it was set. Mm-hmm. And um, um, great big storm comes through mm. and washes away the set. Mm. And of course, where they are, you can't just get another plastic skeleton and Japanese uniform. And yeah, yeah. they're like, "Oh no, we're going to be set back weeks. What are we going to do?" Yeah. So this person, who is easily the biggest fucking Viking I've ever met, yeah, she's incredible. Yeah, she just basically goes, "Oh fuck this," and goes and solves the problem. And she walks up to the local fisherman, yeah, and says, "Are there still any Japanese blokes up in the hills?" Yeah. This is like the early 80s. Yeah. Here's a hundred bucks. Bring me back one. And apparently, apparently, like an hour later, they just come back with a hessian sack and just dump 
the remains of a Japanese soldier just on the pier. There you go. Like, use that. Like, still got the uniform on, all that kind of stuff. And, like, I was blown away by this. I was just like, holy shit, like, that's really fucking, you know, that's edge of madness kind of stuff. You know you know who's going to be blown away by that? Army Hammer. Why has he been hassling girls <laughs> on the internet? He could have just fucking gone there. Yeah, so there's still plenty of skeletons up there and everything rots really quickly and, mm-hmm. you know. But then uh, said person then said, uh, you know, if you ever come down to my holiday house, you can you can see him. I was like, what? Oh, I kept the skull. Uh, okay. Calls him Mr. Tojo. Okay, that's literally how films like Poltergeist happen. Yeah. Like, that's that's how COVID 2020, the apocalypse starts. Yeah. Somebody keeping a skull. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's at the holiday house, so that's okay. See, when you... When you <laughs> the only bit I remember about the year of living dangerously is the part where they drive to the area of town where all the sex workers... And the guy tells the other guy to like wind up the windows to the car, and he's like, "What? Like, what? Like, what are they going to do? They're going to rob us? No, they're not going to rob us." And then basically, all these women like run out of the jungle and like <laughs> wipe their naked titties all over oh, their legs. What a horrible thing! That so you just wanted the window to get some pressed ham. I, I can't believe you've never. I, that's that's all I remember from that movie. Yeah, I, I do need to see it because generally Australia. Oh, now you want to see yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, now, well, you of course, because it. it's like a Kesha video now. <laughs> Yeah. You're so shallow. Oh, absolutely. <sighs> I've never pretended anything otherwise. <laughs> uh, but the Australian cinema of that era was significantly better. Mm. I mean, if I, yeah, just off the top of your head, favourite Australian film? Ever. Ever. Uh, Mad Max 2. That's quality. Mm. I'd go with Breaker Morant. Ooh. The only film, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that f- has figured out how to film the Australian outback the way it looks. Because mm-hmm. everything else, like Baz Luhrmann's Australia, it's all those razorback peaks and beautiful mm-hmm. deep reds and all that kind of stuff. Whereas a lot of the Australian outback is fucking grey and bleak. Yeah. And Breaker Morant really nails that. Oh, I really, w- I really wish I could remember what order it was he gave. And I gave order 497. Yeah. And they wanted 497. And I gave 497. Yeah. Brilliant. For a procedural, for a courtroom procedural, it's brilliant. Yeah. That That is like, I, you know what? I think the people who made the Jack Nicholson movie, I think they had seen Breaker Moran. Oh, yeah. Because his legit, his legit, you know, Rule four nine seven, like that. That's you like can't Jack Nicholson. The truth, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Oh my god. Uh. Uh. Mr. Woodward. Ro- uh, Roger Woodward. No, Edward Woodward. Edward Woodward. Edward Woodward. That's right. If you take all the D's out, he's Iwawuwa. Iwawuwa. Yeah. Um. In Melbourne, he held a door open for me. Perfect gentleman. There was an older lady behind me. It was like a gazillion years old. And I'm just like, oh, bless it, some old man holding the door open for me as I was oh. going into like a gallery, and I was like, oh, thank you. And I, I went in and then he sort of like went like left in this, you know, into the private section. And yeah. this woman sort of came after me. And this old woman sort of come hobbling up to me. She was like, oh my God. And she was totally teen girl crushing. She's like, oh, do you know who that was? And I'm like, I don't know, your dad. <laughs> and she's like, that's Edward Woodward. And at the time, like I was just so young. I was like, yeah, sure, grandma. Yeah. And then went and Googled like Edward Woodward. And I'm like, oh my God, that dude. Okay. Yeah, the Wicker Man. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. Um, You know, the only problem with the Wicker Man is now when you talk about the Wicker Man, all I can see is Nicolas Cage. Not the eyes! Not the eyes! (laughs) Nicolas Cage can do no wrong in my book. None. (laughs) I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. I fucking love Nicolas Cage. You're not supposed to say that out loud. I mean, we all do, but we don't say it out loud. 
Yeah. Oh my god. You know what? I'm gonna go on the record and say it. Con Air is one of the best fucking moments in history ever. With the hair. Like <laughs> Oh my god, that mullet alone. Yeah. Oh my god. But and it's just it's so fat because like if you actually listen, like, the actual dialogue to that, there is some of the shittiest dialogue you have oh, yeah. ever read in your life. But it's being delivered by John Malkovich. Yeah. Okay, fucking uh, Ving Rhames. Okay. Dave oh my God. Chappelle. Danny Trejo. Yeah. <laughs> like, Steve Buscemi. Like, how the fuck did they get all of these people into such a shit movie? And it is so gloriously shit. Yeah. It is brilliant. Yeah, gloriously shit is what you should aim for. Oh, my God. Like, I have watched that film 10 million times and I will never get tired of watching it. Like, everything, every bad line. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. And, and oh, my God, that little guy who plays the, just, uh, <laughs> I love a strong woman. Anything I can do. Mm-hmm. I, I love, love her. I went through a very disturbing period where I watched Mandy a few times, too many times over the space of a couple of days. You watched what? Mandy. What's Mandy. What's Mandy? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Oh, you need to watch it immediately. Yeah, everyone says that to me. Yeah. I don't have, remember, I don't have the Netflix. Oh, okay. Or I've, the... I've got a copy here somewhere. <gasps> yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll... We should probably wrap this up considering we're now just giving movie recommendations, but. Oh, well, okay. Let's give it, let's give a good, what's, what's a movie that people need to see that you don't think people have seen? What's a horror movie people need to see? Uh, the original 1978 version of Patrick. Oh, God. Did you not like that? Uh, I cursed you the entire time I watched really? it. I'm just like, John is never... Okay, you know what? We need to do a whole episode on this. Okay. You know, like, there's a dude stuck in an elevator th- for like three days in a row who's just in there shitting his life force out. Yeah, yeah. Like, climb out of the top. There has to be a point where you are sitting in your own shit. Yeah. That you're like, you know what? I'm going to take my chances climbing out of here. Yeah. But if I if I had to pick Australian films that people need to see, mm. I would go with Patrick, mm. The Big Steel. Yeah, well, yeah that's a brilliant film. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a it's a teen romance film, but it's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Wake and Fright. Ah, uh, yeah, filmed in my hometown. Yeah, yeah. Not even a script, just following a dude around. I'm <laughs> <laughs> cruel. Just moved into town. Yeah, Fuck yes. <laughs> Now that's a, that perfectly encapsulates remote life, as far as I was concerned. Okay. Um, oh God! See, I didn't. I didn't know we were gonna. Do I have to limit it to Australian films? No. Because uh, obviously, yeah, Mad Max too. Like, yeah. if you haven't seen that, fucking yeah. get on it. Yeah, it's brilliant. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, fucking s- stick Fury Road up your ass. Like, oh, oh my God, really? Mad Max two. Take Mad Max two any day. Desert Gimps. It's good. <laughs> For the fashion alone. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. It's worth it. Um, okay. What I think is such a criminally underrated horror movie. Again, it's it, it, the cast alone is spectacular. You're like, how do you get it? Um, you've got Kevin McKidd, brilliant Scottish actor. Yep. Uh, Liam Cunningham, powerhouse. Everyone knows him now from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Sean Pertwee, son of the Doctor. Hey. Um, <laughs> in Dog Soldiers. Okay. Um. I love that movie so much. I've got to admit, that particular genre, mm-hmm. I hate. I can't watch it. Don't like it. Creeps me out. I won't even say it. Don't like it. Not at all. Not on board. Get stuff. Don't want to know about it. It's too damn freaking scary. Okay? Yep. I watched too much. I watched Thriller as a child and I've never recovered. <laughs> After the second time I got hit by a car. 
Okay. And I still had my concussion and I was on too much medication. For some reason, pretty much there was a video store next door. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to watch a video. And I went there, concussed, on drugs. <laughs> and there was a guy and I'm like, what do I want to watch? And he's like, oh, you want to watch this? And I'm like, no, I don't. But it had Sean Pertwee in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like. Argh. So I watched it. It's the only one of that genre I can watch. Fucking brilliant. I'll watch it. Fucking brilliant. I just said I'll bring the DVD. And I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, don't let Army know. No, no. <laughs> He'll cut me into pieces. And fuck the slops. Oh, the other question is, Yeah. do you think him and his wife have divorced? Because she was at the point where she's like, what do you buy that man for Christmas? <laughs> I got him a smoker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you know what? If you're going to buy him anything, buy him a fucking Roomba. <laughs> Like, I don't think you'd use a Roomba. You'd have to get like one of those pool robots. Uh, yeah, because would it be like you'd just get like a little bit stuck and then yeah. it would just like drag it all around yeah, the... Yeah, like a dog shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just go in that fucking army, Hannah. Oh, my God. How do... I fuck, you know what? I fuck him because I had the best episode in the world about the junkening. We'll have to put that away for next week. Yeah, we'll do that next week. That's probably just as horrific. <laughs> it's, you know what? It's still in, it's still in people's pants. It is. Yeah. Here's a little taste of what to expect from that next week. Don't soar at it. I'm trying to be gentle, mate. Fucking idiot. Rip into it. Slash it off. Yeah. Chopper, another great Australian film that people need oh, to watch. I forgot about Chopper. Yeah, you know what? That's um, that's like Eric Banner's best acting. 100%. Yeah. 100%. If you can't understand how Eric Banner suddenly became like in Hollywood and everywhere, it's because of the film Chopper. Yeah, which is very hard to get now. Uh, Why has he bought all the copies? No, uh, there's, I think there's some kind of distribution problem because you can't find it on uh, Blu-ray. Oh. Yeah, and I've never been able to find it on a streaming service. Well, you know what? It's a movie about Chopper. Fucking steal it, mate. <laughs> I can steal it. Make, make the man proud. Yeah. I, I could, a bit of trivia on Chopper. Mm. Of course, in Australia, like I think one of Australia's most infamous criminals, yep. um, he wrote a series of books Basically, on being criminal. Um, his books are the top books shoplifted in Australia. Yeah. yeah. His, his children's book, Hooky the Cripple, was pretty good too. Are you serious? Yeah, he wrote a children's book called Hooky the Cripple. It's actually pretty good. Oh, there you go. Here's, oh. a, bit of, here's a bit of chopper trivia. I, about 10 years ago, Ooh. got a phone call from a complete rando yeah. who just said, I've got you a gig booked in Port Wakefield, which if you don't know where Port Wakefield is, oh, it wow. is a truck stop on the top of the York Peninsula that's, it's just nothing. It's it's petrol stations. And it, it's where you take your bodies to put them in a shallow grave. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, and he said, I've got a gig for you. Uh, you're opening for Chopper Reed at the Port Wakefield Hotel. And before I could get it out, he goes, we'll pay you and give you a lift. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's cool, mate, but no thanks. I'm not opening for fucking Chopper. <laughs> that's that. Ooh, that's a tough gig. Yeah, Uncle Chop Chop. He was an excellent public speaker, though. Like, he was. Yeah, I fucking I fucking loved his stories, and I live by his uh, his rule: never let the truth get in the way of a good story. And with that, thank you for tuning in. Uh, well, that's this got derailed, but yeah, I think we still got a train out of it. Uh look, look. Let's be honest. This this is a pile of meat on the floor. An army hammer's gonna fuck it. <laughs> Until next time. Thank you very much for tuning in. This is Gavin in the Woods. <laughs> I've got I, I nothing. got nothing else either. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, you know.
know what it is? It's like it's just it's um what what did the uh, what did the women say back to Army Army Hammer? <laughs> Stop Hammer time. <laughs> <laughs> Can't touch this. <laughs>